So it's prop night. It, it, we were teasing each other earlier that it's prop night. And so I have some props here that I want to just kind of show you a little bit. This is bread, okay? And, and, and there's, we love bread, right? I, I love bread. And, and there's all kinds of different kinds of bread uh, that we eat, that we consume. So this here is just a, a plain old piece of regular old white bread. Just, just uh, it's a heel, you know, the, the poor heel. Nobody loves the heel, but uh, it's okay, heel. It's all right. Uh, so that's white bread. It's just you know plain old white bread. This is this is wheat bread. This is a wheat uh, a thin. Uh, this is wheat bread. Uh, it's it's a little different than white bread uh, in that it's brown um, and uh, but just as tasty and just as good. Um, then there are there's crackers like saltines, little saltine crackers. This is essentially a different kind of bread. Um, this is a tortilla. You know, and uh, I, I love to fill this with lots of veggies and beans, and, and I used to like to fill it with tacos meat, but now I, get, I use fake taco meat to fill my tortilla. Um, and it's, it's delicious, almost delicious. It's, it's almost as good. Uh, this is an English muffin. I eat one of these every single morning for my breakfast. I put a little bit of egg on there and a cheese on there and some ketchup. Uh, don't judge. Don't judge. I like my ketchup. This is a Papa John's breadstick. This is from last night's supper. This is also going to be tonight's supper. Uh, but this is a Papa John's breadstick. I love bread. I don't know about you, but I love bread. Especially, you know, I love bread that, oh man, bread that is coated in garlic and butter. Oh, two words, Olive Garden. Oh, you feel me? You feel me out there. Olive Garden breadsticks. Thank you. Everywhere we go, we are people who love bread. Bread is universally loved uh, across the world. It is a staple of our diets. Uh, everywhere we go, we, we, you can find bread. You go to restaurants, they give you tortilla chips, you know, with your chips and salsa. Uh, you, you get bread sticks, right? Just, you know, two words, olive garden. I, I know I'm making you hungry, and I apologize for that. And, and I know you want to order Olive Garden right now. You're like, you're looking for the pause button. Is there any way I can pause the feed and just like order Olive Garden breadsticks right now? And I'm, I'm, I'll, tell, I'll make you a deal. If you order me some breadsticks, I'll wait. I'll, wait. I'll, I'll set my timer five minutes, and I'll just wait here for five minutes. You know, you just, you do you, and you call in your order for garlic, uh, Olive Garden breadsticks. Um, save a few for Pastor Sean, and we'll wait for you. It's okay. No, okay, not everybody can order breadsticks, so they just want me to keep preaching. Okay, so we'll keep preaching. Um, but yeah, when it comes to bread, I mean, it's simple ingredients. It's flour, it's water, it's a little bit of oil, uh, and again, maybe some salt, maybe some garlic powder. I don't know, you know, it, whatever suits your fancy. Um, but bread is pretty standard. Uh, everywhere we go, uh, you will find bread. We're, around the world, you will find bread. And, and I want to talk a little bit about daily bread today. Uh, and as we continue on in this series called Contentment in the Quarantine, last week we started with a passage of scripture talking about how we need to be content in any and every situation. It's found in Philippians chapter 4 verses 12 and 13, and this is what it says. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want, I can do all this through him who gives me strength. And again, I think this is one of the most verses that is most used out of context in the entire scriptures. Uh, we use this verse to kind of motivate us to do all kinds of things. But what the Apostle Paul was telling the church at Philippi was that uh, 
God gave him the strength, Christ gives him the strength to be content no matter what he's going through. No matter what he's facing, he can be content because of the power of Christ within him. And that's what it takes. It takes the power of Jesus Christ to be able to be content no matter what you're going through. And let's face it, we're all going through quite a bit as we are in the quarantine. And we're learning to be content in the quarantine. So last week we talked about being content in the good and in the bad, in the taub and in the raw. We talked about what it meant to be content in the good and the bad, that we don't want to get too full of ourselves. We, we want to be content even when things are going good. We don't want to go out and make a bunch of dumb decisions on how we spend our money, our stimulus checks and everything like that. Uh, we would also want to learn to be content in the bad. That God is still God and God is still good. That even when we're, our situations aren't good, even when our circumstances are, aren't good, God is still good and he can give us the strength and the power to be content even when things aren't going well. So what about our finances? That's what I want to talk about with you today is our finances, being content in our finances. And I think that that's what daily bread points to. It, it points to being content with what we have today and being uh, content with today's bread. Not worrying about tomorrow's, not, not thinking about yesterday's, but just being content today with what we have today. To talk about this, we're going to look at a couple different passages of Scripture. Uh, there's two of them that we're going to look at from the Gospels. One is from the Gospel of Matthew, from the Sermon on the Mount. The second is from the Gospel of Luke. And, the, and these two verses essentially say the very same things. Uh, so I want to look first at Matthew chapter 6, verse 11. This is from the Sermon on the Mount. It's from the Lord's Prayer. And Jesus simply prayed, give us today our daily bread. Give us today our daily bread. Now, in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus prayed this prayer. He, he was teaching his disciples how to pray, and we call it the Lord's Prayer or the model prayer. Maybe you've heard it uh, called the, the Our Father before. Um, I don't think that this prayer, the Lord's Prayer, model prayer, Our Father, whatever you call it, uh, I don't think it was meant to be a prayer that we would actually pray but rather, it is a prayer that teaches us principles of how to pray. Says, Jesus says, when he, at the beginning of the Lord's Prayer, this is what he said. He said, this is how you should pray, not what you should pray. And so when it comes to the Lord's Prayer, uh, one of the things that Jesus tells us to pray for is our daily bread, our daily needs. Sometimes people will say, well, I can't pray for myself. I feel so selfish if I pray for myself. The fact is, is that Jesus told you that you need to pray for your daily needs. Your Heavenly Father is not bothered by you. You are not, I've talked about this in a sermon before, you are not a bother to the Father. That God loves to hear from his children. When your children come to you, or when your grandkids, I know you grandparents love it when your grandkids come to you and ask for stuff that you know that your, your kids don't want them to have, and you're like, oh yes, I will, I will give you everything you want, little grandchild. Uh, I know, I've seen it, I've seen it. Anyway, God loves to hear from his children. He loves to... Uh, to provide for our needs, and he loves to know that we know that we are dependent upon him. 
So Jesus said, give us today our daily bread. In Luke chapter 11, there's another prayer Jesus was praying. His disciples came to him. One of his disciples said, Lord, teach us to pray as John taught his disciples to pray. And one of the parts of that prayer was, give us each day our daily bread. Again, God, we need you to provide for our daily needs, our needs for today. The Greek word, the New Testament was written in ancient Greek, and the ancient Greek word for daily bread is the word epiousios. That's epiousios, and it literally means bread that suffices for each day. Uh, It's not found in very much uh, ancient literature. Uh, It's kind of a rare word, but it's a word that the New Testament writers used to describe daily bread, this epiousios. And so we need to pray and ask God to provide for our daily bread, today's bread. Toward the end of Matthew chapter 6, Jesus starts talking about worrying and the things that we worry about and the things that we get concerned about. Uh, And one of them is food, uh, uh, that daily need of food. And in Matthew chapter 6, verses 25 through 27, Jesus said this, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, Or about your body, what you will wear? Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? And, and that's a great question. Can you add even a single hour to your life by worrying? The answer is, of course not. In fact, worrying actually takes away, it, it stresses us out, and it takes away from the quality of our lives and takes away from the quantity of our lives. Don't worry. Jesus says. Don't worry about what you're going to eat. Don't worry about what you're going to wear. Don't worry about today's needs. And then in Matthew 6, 34, Jesus said this, therefore, do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Can I get an amen from the back of the room? Can I get an amen from you sitting there on your couch? Can I get an amen? Each day has enough trouble of its own. So don't worry about tomorrow. Don't even worry about today, just trust God for today. In the Old Testament, there's a proverb. In, in, uh, the book of Proverbs is, is a book that was written mostly by King Solomon. But there are some other Proverbs in the book of Proverbs that were written by others. And one of those uh, chapters, chapter 30, is written by a man named Agur. Uh, and uh, Agur uh, is kind of an enigmatic figure. It's kind of a puzzle as to who this guy was. He may have been a Gentile who was a worshiper of the one true God uh, from east of, uh, of Israel. Uh, or he may have been, this may have been a pen name for Solomon. They're not really sure who this guy was, but he wrote my, probably my favorite of all the Proverbs. And it's in Proverbs chapter 30, verses 7 through 9. And, and this is what it says. Agur wrote this. He says, two things I ask of you, Lord. Do not refuse me before I die. Keep falsehood and lies far from me. Give me neither poverty nor riches, but give me only my daily bread. Otherwise, I may have too much and disown you and say, who is the Lord? Or I may become poor and steal and so dishonor the name of my God. So 
Ager says, uh, I want two things. One, I want to be an honest man. I want to be a, a man of integrity. I want to be an honest man. And two, I don't want too much, and I don't want too little. I just want my daily bread. And the reason for that is if I have more than I need, if I have more than my daily bread, then I, I may say, well, why do I need God? I have everything I could ever want. Why do I need God? Or if he says, if I have too little, if I don't have enough, I may steal and, and dishonor the name of God. So I don't want too much and I don't want too little. I just want my daily bread. You know, this concept of, of having too much and disowning God uh, is talked about in Deuteronomy chapter 8, verses 10 through 14. Uh, Moses told the people this, when you have eaten and are satisfied, praise the Lord your God for the good land he has given you. Be careful that you do not forget the Lord your God, failing to observe his commands, his laws, and his decrees that I'm giving you this day. Otherwise, when you eat and are satisfied, when you build fine houses and settle down, and when your herds and flocks grow large and your silver and gold increase and all you have is multiplied, then your heart will become proud and you will forget the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. Did you hear what Moses told the people? If you get full of yourself, if you think that you're the end-all, be-all, if you think uh, that you've got it all figured out and you've got it all together and you've been blessed abundantly and blessed up and have blessings upon blessings and blessed more and more and more, that the temptation then is to say, why do I need God? I have everything I could possibly want. But you don't have the one thing that you desperately need, and that is a relationship with your Heavenly Father. Because when, we when we're living high on the hog, you know, we tend to, to, to become self-sufficient and self-supporting and selfish and self-centered, and we forget all about God. And so Moses told the people in Deuteronomy, don't forget about God because he is the one who's given you everything you've got. Agur said, I, I don't want to forget about the Lord. I don't want too much that I forget about the Lord, but I don't want too little that I steal. I just want my daily bread. So there are three things that I want to tell you before we close out tonight. The three things I want you to know, uh, there's three ways that you need to trust God when it comes to your daily bread. When it comes to your finances, when it comes to your needs, there's three ways that you need to trust God. First, you need to trust God to provide for your physical needs. You need to trust God to provide for your physical needs needs. Now, I'm talking about like your food, your shelter, those kinds of things, those physical needs that you have. Everybody needs food. Everybody needs shelter. Well, we need water. We need things like that. Everybody has physical needs, and we need God to provide for our physical needs, our daily bread. And, and the best way that you can uh, show God that you trust Him for your physical needs, your daily physical needs, um, the way that you show God that you trust Him is to pray. Too often in our lives, we look at prayer as a last resort instead of the first option. When panic starts to set in and when things start to fall apart, we will scramble doing everything we can to try and pull it all, pull, pull it all back together. But the reality of the situation is that we need to pray first because what, what we'll do, well, we tried everything else, so I guess we might as well just pray. No, prayer should never be the last resort. It should always be the first 
option. Too often in our lives, it's the last resort. Well, there's nothing else we can do except, you know, I guess, just pray. No, no, no. First things first, we pray. Because when we pray, things happen. When we pray, God moves. He moves mountains. Uh, he moves hearts. Uh, he changes lives. God moves when we pray. The only, uh, the only unanswered prayers are the unprayed prayers. The only unanswered prayers are the unprayed prayers. God, can't, God won't answer a prayer that you won't pray. So you've got to pray and trust God to provide for your physical needs, those needs of like food and shelter and water. Pray and ask God to provide for your physical needs. Secondly, you need to trust God to provide for your financial needs. You need to trust God to provide for your financial needs. And I know several of you have are furloughed at home. You've been laid off. You've been let go. And you're freaking out. You're scared. You, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know how I'm going to uh, provide for my family. Uh, I don't know how this is going to go. I, I'm falling behind in my bills. And, and I'm so worried about my finances. Never mind retirement. I'm worried about today. Like, how am I going to pay my NIFSCO bill? Or how am I going to pay uh, for these bills that keep mounting? How am I going to pay for all these things? How am I going to provide financially for my family? What did Jesus say to do? He said, don't worry about tomorrow. Every day has enough trouble of its own. Don't worry. And the reason I think that Jesus said don't worry is because God knows. He knows all about your finances. For some of you, that may be a terrifying thought. God knows all about your finances. He knows your every need. Pray to your Father. Ask your Father to provide. Trust your Father to provide. He knows what you need. Jesus said he knows what you need before you even ask him. So ask him. And pray and ask God to provide for your financial needs. And when he does provide, and he will provide, when he does provide, he has an expectation of how we use the blessings he's given to us. We need to be generous as he has been generous to us. We need to be generous with our time, talent, and our treasure. And maybe right now you can't be generous with your treasure, but can you be generous with your time? You know, every weekend, every, every Sunday from 1 to 3, we have the GFCC Ministry Center New Elliott handing out food to people. Can you go and, and volunteer or maybe volunteer during the week? as they're sorting food and getting it ready for the weekend distribution? Can you be generous with your, your talent? And maybe you can you know, set it up at where you're going to read Bible stories to kids like through a, a Zoom or, or through a, a Facebook Live. I mean, can you do something that's going to help other people and encourage other people with the talents that God has given to you and make a difference in someone's life? Take your worries off your finances. Take your worries and, and, and put that energy somewhere else to help others. God's not worried about your finances. He's got it all figured out. And if God's not worried, you shouldn't be worried either. He's bigger than your financial problems. He's bigger than your financial situation. He's bigger than coronavirus. He's bigger than a recession. He's bigger than an uh, uh, economic downturn. He's bigger than layoffs. He's bigger than furloughs. God is bigger than it all. He's got a plan. He's got it figured out. Trust him. Trust your father 
to provide for you and to take care of you. He's really good at it. Lastly, you need to trust God for your physical needs, your financial needs, and for your spiritual needs. You need to trust God to provide for your spiritual needs. And everyone on planet Earth has a spiritual need of a Savior. And His name is Jesus. And Jesus Christ, the Son of God, went to the cross to die for your sins. In the cosmic equation of sin and forgiveness, something or someone has to die. Blood has to be shed in order for there to be forgiveness. And Jesus said, I will go and I will die. And I will shed my blood, my innocent, perfect blood, for the sins of all humanity. And if you will put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, by believing in him, that he's the son of God, the savior of the world, by repenting from your sins, which means just to turn away from sin and turn to God for forgiveness. If you will acknowledge your faith by confession and confess your faith that Jesus is the son of God, the savior of the world. And if you will get baptized, God will wash away all your sins. He will forgive you all your sins. And, and he will never stop forgiving all your sins. In the book of Lamentations, chapter 3, it says this, Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed. For his compassions, his compassionate, tender-hearted mercy, his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. That God's mercies are new every day. His forgiveness is fresh and new every day. Not only do we pray for daily bread, and not only does God provide daily bread, he provides daily mercy. And if, you've, if you're thinking about making a decision to follow Jesus, I want to encourage you to go to our website, gfcc.net slash connect, and fill out that online connection card and let us know what you're thinking about when it comes to your next steps of faith. And we want to get in touch with you. We want to connect with you this week. And we can, just like Jennifer and Isabella and uh, Beth did earlier today, they got baptized today. We're still doing baptisms, folks. And if you have made the decision that you want to get baptized, that you want to put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ and get baptized for the forgiveness of your sins, we want to know about that. We want to walk th through that process with you, and we want to take those steps with you as you take your next steps of faith. So check out that website, gfcc.net slash connect. Um, and... and and, and let us know where you're at. Let us know that you're watching. Let us know uh, that you are making these decisions about your next steps of faith. Folks, we're in this together, yet we feel so alone. It seems so cliche, right? And, and maybe a lot of these things sound cliche. Well, just pray and it'll get better. No, it's not a cliche. It's the truth. Trust your father. Your father knows best. And he cares for you. And he loves you. And he's waiting to hear from you. All of heaven, has you have your father's undivided attention. God is bigger than you could possibly imagine. Stronger than you could possibly know. 
more loving and kind and compassionate than you could ever conceive of. God cares for you. And he will provide for your daily bread. Even in the quarantine. So let us learn to be content with our daily bread even in the midst of this quarantine. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, I, I confess to you my own lack of faith. And I confess to you that I take your blessings for granted far too often. I confess to you that I complain about blessings that others wish they could have. And I confess to you that I am rarely content with my daily bread. And I ask for your forgiveness. And I pray for all of my friends who are out there watching, who are participating in this service tonight. I pray for those who are struggling with their faith, who are struggling to hang on, who are struggling to believe, who are struggling to trust. Lord, I ask that now, in this very moment, you would speak to their hearts and remind us all of your goodness and your grace, your mercy, your love, and the ways that you have provided in the past because we know you are faithful and you are good. We come to you now asking for our daily bread, just asking you would provide. Take away our fear. Take away our worry. You're not worried, so help us not to worry. We ask all these things in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. See you next week. Good night.